Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. Raw was in the home state of the WWE World Champion Seth Rollins, and this was a special holiday edition of Monday Night Raw. WWE wanted to make this show feel like a happy, upbeat, Christmassy type show, but it felt like more like a uh, dumpster fire because it was full of comedy and goofy segments. Even the more serious stars like Shinsuke Nakamura were involved in a Christmas gimmick, and we didn't get cm punk on this episode what is going on folks welcome back to snug wrestling with me your host my name is edgar happy holiday season we are wrapping up the 2023 year and wrapping up this crazy year in wrestling but hold on tight strap in because something tells me with all this talk about the wbd tv deals cm punk recently signing with the wwe and all these returns from major wrestling stars something tells me 2020 2024 is going to be even crazier than 2023 but only time will tell today we're just going to talk about monday night raw no AEW reviews for me this past weekend there was ring of honor pay-per-views there was collision there was rampage i did see that tony khan presented a new ring of honor championship as well as some clips from the match with hijo del vikingo and the ring of honor press conference if you can even call it that but for now we're just gonna get into monday night raw so let's get into it monday night raw december 18th des moines iowa let's go The Judgment Day opened up the show looking confident as ever, still dripping in gold, even after Dominic's recent loss to Dragon Lee for the North American Champion. The Judgment Day welcomed everyone to their show, Monday Night Raw, and they addressed the number one contenders, the Creed Brothers and Rhea's challenger, Ivy Nile. The Judgment Day are set to defend that night on Monday Night Raw versus the Creed Brothers, and Rhea is facing Ivy Nile on the day one episode of Monday Night Raw in san diego california the last person i would expect to interrupt the judgment day was r-truth because damien priest attacked r-truth last week but r-truth still thinks he's part of the judgment day the attack that priest handed r-truth last week hurt r-truth physically and emotionally but r-truth still believes that he is part of the judgment day and that was his initiation r-truth was also wearing a judgment day shirt with his name taped onto the shirt to show show that he is part of the group jd madonna was trying to bully r-truth which got a lot of heat so r-truth decided since everyone here has someone to fight r-truth also wants someone to fight and challenged jd madonna to a loser leaves judgment day miracle on 34th street match which is a long fancy name for a no disqualification match so the opening match was set r-truth versus jd madonna people love r-truth and they love the gimmick they love the tables and this was the definition of entertainment and the people in attendance were all for this r-truth even hit his hero's five knuckle shuffle and r-truth picked up the win by accidentally putting jd madonna through a table i don't even think r-truth knew he won the match until he heard the music play and the people cheer the last singles match r-truth won was last year in october versus the miz so r-truth picked up his first win of the year and his 
is 1-0 in this year of 2023. Nia Jax was about to do an in-ring promo when fortunately, for the sake of all of us, the wrestling god saved us from that because Becky Lynch interrupted right before Nia Jax was able to say a word. And I've never been happier to see Becky Lynch ever in my entire life. But we were not lucky enough because we still had to sit through another segment with Nia Jax and Becky Lynch where Nia Jax announced she's going to be in the Royal Rumble and the reason she hasn't fought Becky Lynch yet is because she doesn't want to break her face again and blah 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 blah. Nia Jax said that Becky Lynch is the money maker and Becky Lynch agreed yes I am the money maker because I'm willing to fight anyone at any time but again Becky Lynch agreeing and saying that she is the money maker comes off kind of heelish she sounds kind of like a like a heel that's not something a baby face would actually say yes i am the champion maybe or yes i am a fighter but i'm the money maker of this company that is not very uh babyface like for someone to say and does anyone even care about this feud between Nia Jax and Becky Lynch or am I the only one that doesn't care Nia Jax said that the match will happen on her time and she decides that it's gonna be on day one Monday Night Raw in her hometown of San Diego so we have that match waiting for us in a couple of weeks Kofi Kloss was going around the entire show acting goofy and shaking his stuff behind all over the arena the Miz had an interview with no interruption. Miz is breaking the wrestling rules on this show. What a rebel because he's feeling all fired up and he is convinced that Gunther is shooketh. The Miz believes that he shook the Gunther's foundation and the Miz might actually have a chance to dethrone the Intercontinental Champion Gunther. And that led us to our next match for the Intercontinental Champion, the Miz versus Gunther. The Miz has the opportunity to become a nine-time Intercontinental Champion and tie the record of none other than Chris Jericho. And I bet all the AEW fans were shitting bricks on Twitter when they found out that their sex god was name dropped on WWE TV. The Miz tried to catch Gunther off guard at the start of this match by getting technical in the ring with the ankle locks and some leg locks. But every time the Miz would get some offense, Gunther would cut him off. This was a great match and that's something I don't normally say about a match involving the Miz, but Gunther got a lot of good heat on The Miz. Gunther was stretching The Miz and cut off The Miz every time he would fight back. So I love seeing that because fuck The Miz. But The Miz almost got the win once again versus Gunther. He hit his finisher two times. The second time was from the top rope, but Gunther was able to roll out of the ring just in time. Gunther hit two power bombs and a big massive clothesline and was able to retain after a great match that was well put together. And now The Miz can no longer challenge for the Intercontinental title. As long as Gunther is the champion and we can finally put that to rest for now, thank God we won't be seeing The Miz challenge for the IC title anytime soon, hopefully. Gunther is backstage after his match where his fellow teammates and faction members Ludwig and Vinci were trying to congratulate the champ on his great big victory, but Gunther shuts down their happy spirits because Gunther does not feel like the Imperium has anything to celebrate. Gunther announced that he's going to be pulling a Roman Reigns and is going to step away for a few weeks to recharge and he expects Imperium to grind and hold down the fort while he is away doing what champions do. The Christmas goofy shenanigans continue with Shinsuke Nakamura because we get a bedtime story being read to us named The American Nightmare.
nightmare before Christmas by someone who can barely speak English, let alone read it. This segment had creepy Christmas music playing in the background right after we just got done saying that WWE was doing such a good job by giving us this new and improved heel version of Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura had a great match versus Cody Rhodes last week where he missed Cody in a very heelish and evil way. But one week later, he went from being this evil son of a bitch to reading bedtime Christmas stories about Cody Rhodes. This is not going to make their next match any more interesting. It's not going to make it worse either. I mean, they're still going to have a good match, but this segment with the story reading didn't add any more interest at all to their next match. Shin did try to get personal and mention Cody's daughter and Dusty Rhodes that led to Cody attacking Shinsuke Nakamura and they had a pull apart. Cody Rhodes was also in the holiday spirit and tried to give the fans another table spot for the holidays because he tried to put Shin through the announce table but the fake security guards actually did their jobs for once and stopped Cody from doing just that. Kaden and Katana versus Piper and Chelsea Green. Adam Pearce made the tag team champions defend their titles versus the party girls and we got new women's tag team champions. Chelsea Green ate the pin and has Chelsea Green always been a decent wrestler and I just never noticed it until now because Chelsea Green looked really good in this match and I'm not even gonna lie I was a little entertained by this match because of Chelsea Green. So congratulations to Kaden and Katana for becoming new women's tag team champions. Tozawa versus Ivar. This is a speed versus meat match, and this was not a squash match, surprisingly. Tozawa was in control of Ivar for the better part of this match. Yes, the same guy that won 50 50 last week versus Bronson Reed for the past couple of weeks in a row was bumping all over the place for Tozawa, but meat won over speed eventually in this match. Seth Rollins and CM Punk had a recap from their iconic face-to-face moment and yes i did say iconic because i truly believe this moment that we experienced last week on monday night raw is going down in history as one of the most talked about moments in wrestling and we're going to continue to talk about this for many years to come after the video recap we saw seth rollins dancing around backstage and we got a cameo by nikki cross who was just randomly making appearances in the background now hiding and standing around in the most random in places ever. Last week we saw Nikki Cross standing far in the background when Becky Lynch was backstage and now she's doing the same with Seth Rollins. Is this a coincidence? Maybe. Or is WWE trying to tell us something? Maybe teasing a feud with Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross? Maybe. Who knows? We will see. Happy birthday to my favorite wrestler Cold Stone. The rattlesnake turned 59 years old on December 18th. I'll be sure to uh, crack a cold one open this weekend for Mr. Austin 316. Seth Rollins did an in-ring promo and got a bigger pop than usual from the crowd because he is in his hometown and Seth is back to acting like his usual goofy self again. I think it's because CM Punk was not in attendance on this Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins was feeling chipper once again because Seth Rollins was dancing, doing the laugh with the funny blouses and everything 
everything is all good with Seth once again. Seth Rollins then summoned Drew McIntyre because as soon as Seth Rollins mentioned Drew McIntyre's name, like magic, like clockwork, Drew McIntyre music suddenly hits. Seth is going to defend the World Heavyweight Championship versus Seth Rollins on day one in San Diego. Michael Cole also pointed out that it's been almost a year since Seth Rollins has been pinned, as the last time Seth Rollins was pinned was January 3rd, earlier this year. Oddly enough, Drew McIntyre was cutting a babyface promo in this segment, believe it or not, because he was giving Seth Rollins props for stepping up to CM Punk and telling CM Punk how it is, and Drew McIntyre also got really emotional talking about all the sacrifices they do as wrestlers and why he needs to win that championship from Seth Rollins so badly. And I was like, wait a minute, last week Drew was a heel and now he's crying woe is me and he's speaking like a true babyface and Drew McIntyre just needs to pick a side. I wasn't the only one that was confused by all of this because Seth Rollins was also like, hey man, I don't get you. I don't know how to feel about you. One week you say one thing, but then you turn around and you just randomly attack people. What's your deal, Drew? Who fucking knows? Seth Rollins says that he pities a fool of Drew McIntyre and that set off Drew McIntyre and they broke out into a big massive brawl. Seth hit Drew McIntyre with a flying blouse dive. Then Drew responded with the Abalama slam on the steel steps and were off to the races for their big championship match. Jay Uso had a match versus Ludwig Kaiser where Jay Uso was outnumbered by the Imperium. Vinci got involved in this singles match to help out his partner Ludwig but Kofi Claus out of all people came out to help Jay Uso and evened out the odds and took out Vinci. Jay Uso got the pin over Ludwig Kaiser. Congrats to the Yeet King Jay Uso for getting a victory over Ludwig Kaiser thanks to Kofi Claus I guess. The Judgment Day were in the clubhouse having a laugh at JD Madonna for losing to R-Truth and I must admit that is actually pretty funny that's kind of laughable because JD Madonna gave R-Truth his only win of the year so far in over a year but JD Madonna is not out of the Judgment Day because nothing on this show was actually serious at all since this show started. The Creed Brothers versus the Judgment Day in the main event for the Undisputed Tag Team Belts. Dom and JD have been trying to warn Finn and Priest that the Creeds are the real deal and at the start of this match the Judgment Day were starting to realize what they meant by that. They were learning the hard way that the Creeds are in fact an actual threat because Finn Balor was getting manhandled at the start of this match. Rhea Ripley and Ivy Nile got into a little skirmish at ringside during this match. When Rhea Ripley tried to get involved, the Creed brothers hit two Brutus balls and Damien Priest did not seem happy about taking that move because it looked like Damien Priest actually got rocked during that move where one of the Creed brothers looked like he might have landed on Priest's head. Damien Priest got the win with a big choke slam and the Judgment Day retained. We almost crowned two new tag team champs on this show, but Damien Priest said, no way, my guy. The Judgment Day is not done carrying these belts, and I think the right team won out of this match. From a scale of 1 to 10, let me know how goofy you thought this episode of Monday Night Raw was, because if you ask me, I'm gonna say a 10 out of 10. But let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.